You can't make everybody happy in business, just like you can't make everyone happy in life. But if you're actively working on ways to be able to bring people back into your fold who are interested in being re-engaged with you, you will increase the money you're able to bring into your business without having to spend more of it. Hey you, my name's Jan Ditchfield and I'm an award-winning business strategist who's turned a 20 plus year career in the real world into a six-figure online business helping women just like you to do the same. I love talking all things marketing, sales, and online strategies. But without the fluff and the cookie-cutter advice that's filling your feed on the gram, I teach you the step-by-step tips on how to turn your real-world expertise into a profitable online business without losing your money or your mind in the process. There's no shying away from the straight talk. Money, struggles, business hacks, online marketing, and social media strategies are all topics we talk about. Think of this as your webinar and trend-free cocktail hour convo with a good friend who understands the depth of your expertise and exactly how to translate that into a profitable online business without the BS. If you're a real-world business owner or a subject matter expert trying to navigate online marketing and digital sales for the first time, this is a show for you. Welcome to No BS Business School. When I was working in charity, we spent a lot of time focused on trying to keep people engaged with the organization so they would continue to give gifts. And when donors became lapsed donors, which means they fell off their giving cycle, there were some pretty strategic things that I used to do to try to get them to come back to the organization and give gifts. Because it takes a lot more work to find a new donor than it does to reconnect with somebody who used to give to you. And the exact same thing is true when it comes to customers. Lapsed customers are far easier to re-engage than going out into the world and trying to find somebody brand new and bringing them all the way through the sales cycle again to buy from you. So on the show today, I wanted to talk about some techniques that we actually use in the charity sector to re-engage lapsed donors and how they can be so easily applied to the for-profit world as well. Especially if you run memberships or any type of subscription selling where your income is really dependent on people staying in that funnel and continuing to give to you month after month after month. One of the things you really need to understand is how you're going to talk to a lapsed customer is going to be very different than how you talk to a potential customer or somebody who's currently in your sales cycle. One of the biggest mistakes that we can make is giving the same communications to lapsed customers that we do to current customers or potential customers because they're in a very different stage of awareness with you and you need to meet them where they're at. So strategy number one from the beginning is you need to differentiate their experience. So to start from the beginning, you need to define what lapsed means to you. Is there a certain amount of time that they haven't bought from you? Were they part of your membership and then they just stop recommitting to the monthly payments? What's the actual frequency that you're looking at that's going to define for you when someone is lapsed and no longer engaged with you in your sales cycle versus someone who's just being nurtured right now? And once you make that definition, then you need to go forward and you actually need to start segmenting your lists. So this is why our email list is so incredibly important or one of the many reasons why our email list is so important. But on the back end of things, we should have two segments. One that's going to be for people who are currently in the sales cycle. So they can be cold or warm. And then one for people who used to buy from you and then no longer do. And they're not engaging with you in the same way. And we want to bring them back into our fold So they start making that process again of joining us as customers. 
And once you have that figured out, the next step you want to do is going to be about gathering data. Shocking, I'm talking about data again, but I guarantee you, the more data you collect in your business, the more money you will make. And one of the worst things that we can ever do is assume the reason why someone has stopped buying from us. And we do that in business a lot. We make a lot of assumptions about things instead of actually gathering fact so that we can put a clear strategy in place on how to deal with it moving forward. Maybe a customer felt unappreciated. Maybe there was a lack of communication. Maybe they no longer have the problem. Maybe they found something that was a cheaper solution somewhere else. Maybe they can no longer afford to actually be buying from you. Whatever it is, the key is to creating a really great survey to gather as much information as you can so you can start putting a plan in place to re-engage them or to put them back into a nurture sequence and start warming them up again to the point that when they are ready to work with you, they'll come back. And one of the reasons why it's so important to actually know who you're talking to and to segment segment those lists is because your lab's customers need to know how important they are to you. And we need to remind them of that relationship so that they feel appreciated and they feel seen and they feel validated and you can communicate with them effectively. When I work with my clients inside of Online Profit Formula, one of the things that we do and that I teach them how to do is actually track data and track touch points with their leads. And they get a whole system that I hand to them when they come and join me there. But the same concept should be put in place when it comes to trying to re-engage someone who's lapsed. You need to know how many touch points you've had with them in order to increase the likelihood of them coming back. And there's actually a scorecard for this. It takes seven to 12 touch points with somebody in the fundraising world before you can ask them for a donation and have a lot of confidence that you're going to receive it. And the same thing happens with a customer. We need to do about seven to 12 touch points with them if we want to really make sure that we're going to get that yes when we ask them to buy from us. And if you're not tracking your touch points, you really don't know if what you're doing is going to work or not work. So holding people in a data system of their own, where you have the ability to really look at how many times you've reached out and given them a touch, is going to help to re-engage them. And the type of tactics that you can use for reactivating those relationships with lapsed customers include saying thank you for what they've done in the past. A very strong tactic that we use in the charity world that again can be used in the for-profit space pretty easily is talking about the positive impact that they're making on the world around them through the work that they've done with you. Because they took your course on parenting, they've become a better mom. Because they went through and learned about their nutrition, they're having a better relationship with their body. Whatever that beginning and end journey is for them, that should be something that you are messaging back through emails, through social media, through very personalized conversations. Some ways that you can do this that are different and include sending out handwritten thank you cards to people who used to buy from you. You could also include really small little tokens of appreciation. You could put a $5 gift card in for a coffee at Starbucks or wherever you like to drink coffee. If you have stickers, put stickers in. Do you have a postcard that you could include? Bookmarks, pens. Think about the things that you receive in the mail from a charity when you get direct mail from them. And how can you use something like that in your own business? As much as you might think, well, that's really outdated, it isn't. Direct mail, which is old-fashioned snail mail, is still the number one way to convert a donor 
And I can tell you, it's still going to be the number one way to convert a lapsed customer. When people get things in the mail, it creates a sense of reciprocity where they want to give something back. And that's something they want to give back generally is their money. How can you find a creative way to say thank you for their past contributions to you as a customer that will encourage them and re-engage them to become a customer again? If you're running a membership and you have a lot of people who have fallen off on their membership payments and people who have lapsed, like your churn rate starting to get higher on that, you could create a really strong campaign around talking about how their being part of the community that you're building was so impactful that without them, we're feeling the loss. You could engage people who are currently in the community to record private messages asking them to return. You could do an email campaign or a handwritten campaign speaking to the loss that we feel without you there, highlighting the contributions that they were making when they were there. And again, tracking your data the entire time on something like this, because these all count as touch points. Are you ready to turn your website into a money-making machine? Join my live masterclass series, Websites That Convert. Websites That Convert is the first hands-on live website development masterclass series that I've ever offered. Starting on February 21st, I'll teach you my three-part website funnel framework that puts your profit-making pages front and center. I want you to stack all the odds in your favor so you can enroll dream customers and confidently build an online presence that wows and sells. Join me in my limited time masterclass series, Websites That Convert, and I'll walk you step-by-step on how to do exactly that. Just head to janditchfield.co forward slash masterclass to save your seat today. I can't wait to see you when we kick things off on February 21st. And while you may be starting your campaign with sending a thank you and then following up with a conversation about the impact, the third thing you should be doing is making an ask because we need a lot of warming up with cold audience, but we don't need as much with people we're just trying to re-engage. You still need to warm them up, but the process isn't as long. And we often forget to ask them to come back. So we'll be thanking and talking about impact and nurturing and cultivating and stewarding, but we forget the ask. So at some point, send a direct ask back. You're missed. Sally, will you please come back? Here's the link. The community isn't the same without you, Tiffany. Here's the link. I'd like you to return. And then lastly, send one more thank you. We don't thank people enough. I've made this mistake and I come from the world of thanking people because sometimes what happens is we get so busy getting drawn into the next campaign that we forget to close the one out that was prior to it. And it's human nature. If you forget, you forget. It's I know it's not intentional. It's not with me when I forget, but it should be something that we all do more often. And some ways that we can try to rekindle those connections could include things like having a Zoom call with us, sending a handwritten letter highlighting them on your website or on your social media as being someone you've really appreciated as a customer. Following up with those surveys to ask how you could do things better. Ask them for their input on what they want you to talk about on their pod, on your podcast or in your blog. What type of things could you be including in your offer that would bring them back? Bonuses, new content, different ways to connect with the communities that you're building. And one of the things that you want to keep in mind as well There are some ways to help make sure that people don't actually fall off as customers before it happens. And that's called stewardship. And this is really an ongoing cycle of activities that continues to motivate customers to stay committed to you. 
And there's five distinct stages within this process. There's acquisition, which is where essentially you accept their money. You receive a a gift from them or you receive a purchase from them and you put them into your database so you can start tracking the relationship with them. The second stage of stewardship is what's called acknowledgement. And that's once we have a gift that's come in or once we have a purchase that's been made, this is where a lot of automation can help really make this process simple and very impactful by automatically providing people with a receipt, setting up automated thank you messages and automated thank you pages, sending housekeeping emails or welcome email sequences into whatever it is they bought. And again, depending on the price point of people are purchasing, some things can be really simple and some, some things need to be more complex with the acknowledgement. But that onboarding of someone be going becoming your customer really is going to help solidify that relationship with you where they don't want to end up lapsing because they feel so appreciated and respected and acknowledged. The third stage is, stage is recognition. And in the world of charity, this is done in a lot of very more traditional ways. Like you put a donor's name on a wall, you send a thank you card, a board member calls someone, but it also works in the for-profit sector. And it goes beyond just those simple thank you notes into performing larger gestures. So to think about what's going to be right for you has to think about your own style and your own brand within your business and what your customers would really appreciate. But some of my favorite recognition tactics include welcome videos that I make. I love to throw my confetti and welcome people into my programs, posting in my stories and tagging people, throwing up some really good Katy Perry music on there and some confetti gifts and thanking people and recognizing them for becoming a student with me or a client with me. Is there some grand gesture you can think about doing in your own business that will help people really want to stay connected with you? The fourth stage of stewardship is communication. And this is when you are really delivering what it is that they bought. Sending weekly emails, keeping them up to date, providing opportunities for them to feel as though they weren't just part of your funnel, but they're actually a person that you value and appreciate. And you might want to consider having various ways of communicating based on the way that your customers like to hear from you. When I'm welcoming people into my program, Online Profit Formula, I use email, I use video, I use Voxer. Some other techniques that I know people use include a short 15-minute onboarding Zoom call that people will have or a touch-in. How are things going? How can I help you? How can I make this a better experience for you? But we don't want to just stop communicating once people buy from us. And we want to communicate with them differently when they do become customers. Because again, it will help to limit people falling out and becoming lapsed. And then the last stage is cultivation. And this is when you start working with them in between what they just previously bought and where you would like to move them to next in the sales cycle. And you're going to start your funnel all over again. But cultivating that relationship, nurturing that relationship, taking people through the sales cycle with you again, is an incredibly important part of the entire process. And why, to me, it's one of the things that I teach inside of Online Profit Formula that is so different and helps my clients get that big impact with their own customers because they're learning how to cultivate those relationships so they can continue to ask for sales. Not everyone is going to come back and want to work with you. Some people feel as though they moved on, they found somebody else, Some people just lost interest in what it is that you're selling. And some people have had the problem solved. 
And some people maybe just didn't like the experience. You can't make everybody happy in business, just like you can't make everyone happy in life. But if you're actively working on ways to be able to bring people back into your fold who are interested in being re-engaged with you, you will increase the money you're able to bring into your business without having to spend more. Spend some time thinking of a way that you can create and implement a really good stewardship plan within your business to minimize lapsed customers and then a really effective strategy to re-engage them so you can make a bigger impact in their life and have a bigger impact with your revenue. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me on this episode of No BS Business School. If you've enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe on your player of choice and leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at janditchfield.co. Until next time, keep it real.